What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Fanalist.pod. Sean here with you, joined by Rohan Naranjan on yet another NFL podcast. Today, we're joined by Stavon Singh, all the way from UCR now. We've had his, well, past roommate, Nihal Diopuro. We don't need to get into that too much, but all of us are from the Bay, of course. So big San Francisco 49er fan here and a little bit of Viking roots. So there's a rivalry with me for the Packers. But how are we doing today, Stavon? I'm doing pretty good, guys. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, let's get yes, right sir. into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm sure you and Rohan have lots to say on the 49ers. Huge win um, last night. But before we do get into that, we got to put things into reality that there are other teams that are better than Niners in the NFL, no matter how good they looked last night. And um, we can start off with, I think that there are two main contenders in the league right now at the top seed and it is respectively the number one seed in each of the conferences between the green bay packers and the nfc and the tennessee titans in the afc yeah i mean uh who do you want to start with first i meant whoever you want to start with if you want to talk about packer football i'm all i'm all ready for that all right let's let's start with the packers for you i mean dominant win from them obviously you know we thought it was a marquee matchup going in with uh russell wilson coming off the injury uh, finally making his return, but you know, it was kind of a spoiling for that. I think that you know he had 161 yards, but he threw it 40 times and ended up having two picks. It was like an awful game, honestly, for Wilson. Did not look like the same guy that we know and love, but um, it's just it's just the Seahawks just look like a mess at this point. I think that the Packers are just showing that they can be dominant regardless of how Aaron Rodgers played. I mean, he threw 290 yards, but he didn't have any touchdowns, did have that one pick, and I think that um. The main problem for them going forward is that, you know, Aaron Jones is now out with, what is it, the MCL sprain, I believe, ankle sprain. Um, so Yeah, I, it's an MCL sprain, but it's only going to sideline him for a game or two max. So right. I'm personally I mean, not concerned about it, but yeah. Right. I mean, they, they have A.J. Dillon. He looks fantastic, honestly, like one of the best backup running backs in the league easily. So I think that the Packers right now are just rolling. And this is a really good win for them, I think, against like an NFC opponent who – you know, could sneak into the wild card right now. They don't, it doesn't look like it, but it's a very dominant win for them. And I'm glad they got it in a way where they didn't need to rely on Rodgers or Adams, you know, like I think that it was a, it was a, it was a scrappy game. Yeah. Uh, just to jump in there. I actually think uh, the Packers are looking really good right now, but it's, I think more to do with uh, for like, I guess like in past seasons, you know, we, we all know the Packers offense is always going to be, top five they're always going to be a threat to other teams but I think one thing that really stands out this season is the Packers defense I mean you know you have games like I mean like you know they they, right now they have two losses obviously one of them is to the Chiefs because Rodgers was out with COVID that whole situation but apart from that the Packers have been winning their games in pretty solid fashion I mean if you look at a game like the game in Arizona on Thursday night I mean that game could have gotten really bad for them really quick. I mean, when you're, when you don't have, you know, two of your main receivers, your offense is really, you know, backsliding um, their defense really stepped up in that game. And I mean, even, you know, like making Russell Wilson look like that, you know, throwing the ball 40 times, two picks, you know, like that's like really rare for any defense. So I think like one thing that's like looking really good for the Packers right now is that, their defense has been showing up for them big time. And I mean, in the past, we've seen that being like sort of a liability and issue for them. But I think at least for this year, like if they can continue having good defense, I think Packers have a, they look pretty solid in the NFC, at least for now. 
No, most certainly. I mean, I, of course, I agree with you over there. I mean, all good things to say around the table for, for Green Bay right around now. And, um, you know, going off of Sullivan's point on how great the defense has been, they have now held Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson to a combined 34 points in the last three games. And I believe that I saw this insane stat. All three of them combined have 25 fantasy points in the last three games, which is just absurd for fantasy purposes. But, you know, kind of going back to just how great the defense has been to me personally um i'm always just like firm believer in like ugly wins is better than pretty losses and despite the scoreboard saying 17-0 against seattle personally as a fan i was not happy with the performance for the most part i think that we only started clicking towards the end and it's good that we did get it going but it's like the run game should not have been taken that long to click against the Seattle defense or Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They should have been clicking earlier on in the game. Then again, this was Rodgers' first game back after his whole COVID-19 misadventure media tour per se. But hopefully, barring any unforeseen circumstances, that doesn't happen going forward now that that is public knowledge. But overall, I think that the Chiefs' loss really is not going to hurt this team when it comes down to tiebreakers down the stretch. Uh, they do have a tough matchup. Like I was looking at the schedule, you know, Stalvin was discussing this before the podcast, how they have the Rams in week 13, I believe, or sorry, week 12, my bad, when the Rams are coming off a bye. Um, and they do have a game against the Ravens, an AFC team. So th- those are some games to look forward to. But regardless, they're going to run away with the division and potentially the number one seed. So to kick it now off to the AFC, though, the Tennessee Titans, they look great without Derrick Henry, which is absurd. Although the Saints game looked like a trap game, they got away with it. A win's a win, and they're equally 8-2 and two right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Derrick Henry went down, I thought that it might be the end for the Titans. Not Maybe not the end, but I, don't th- I didn't think that they would be a top three seed. But Tannehill has honestly looked pretty good. Uh, you know, like props to him. Like he's becoming like a top 10, top 12 quarterback in the league if he already wasn't before. Obviously, like, their run game has kind of stalled. Uh, Devontae Foreman and Adrian Peterson only combined for about 51 yards on Sunday. And honestly, I thought that the Saints had every chance to win that game, um, you know, with A.J. Brown having a mediocre game, Julio Jones being out. But it honestly came down to the defense. And I think that if the Titans defense can stay how it has been uh, throughout the season, like I was saying this in our preseason podcast, I had worries about this defense coming into the season. But honestly, so far, they've been above average, if not pretty good. So, you know, there's not been much to say about that. But I think that, you know, they easily could have lost this game. I think Trevor Simeon had a pretty good game, obviously. Um, and I think it was just receiving-wise, the, the Saints are pretty, honestly, down bad, to be honest. But it was a trap game for them. They escaped. So I'm looking forward to how they're going to play these next couple of weeks because it wasn't a dominant win, but they escaped. So I, I'm not... I'm not like gonna, you know, crown them as a number one seed yet, just because I think that the Bills are just so damn dominant. I think they could easily be the Titans in a matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with Rohan there. I think, um, like, like the Packers, I think there were concerns with the Titans defense coming into the season, but um, you know, their pass rush has really, really improved. I think that was one area um, where Tennessee was definitely lacking uh, for the first couple of weeks, even going into last season. Um, but, you know, getting three sacks is, you know, big for their defense last last week. And, you know, they're definitely going to have a lot more on their shoulders. I mean, if you take a look at their, you know, some of their opponents they still have to face, you know, their secondary is going to have to step up a lot more, too. 
Um, but honestly, I think the run, I think the run game will eventually come back. But in the meanwhile, I do think um, Tannehill has definitely been pretty dominant as a quarterback. I mean, I think he also had a lot of doubts entering the season, whether he was, you know, just a game manager, if he could really like put up the stats. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how he kind of keeps playing out the season, especially getting Julio back is going to be big for their offense. I mean, AJ Brown is so good. You know, he, he might've had an off game, but that's not going to be, you know, a season thing. He's going to be back scoring touchdowns pretty soon. But yeah, I also have to agree again with Rohan about the second point. I think um, you can't count out Buffalo. I mean, they, I mean, granted they played the jets, but they absolutely dominated. And, you know, that was a pretty big statement win for them too, just because, you know, obviously they had an embarrassing loss to Miami the week before, so I think, um, you know, Buffalo, it's really going to come down to Buffalo and Tennessee. I just think Tennessee's uh, division is pretty weak as a whole. So that might factor into, I guess, maybe an overall better record towards the end of the, the season. But at least like at this point, I think that the Bills are e- as like equal as equal a threat, if not more. Yeah, I totally agree with you in terms of, you know, what you had to say about Ryan Tannehill. The story every season goes into saying, oh, you know, it's Derrick Henry on offense. Tannehill really can't do much. But in my opinion, in my eyes, since he's been in Tennessee, he has, like, taken over a starter. He's looked like a top-10 quarterback more times than not. Um, It's just a matter of how deep this team can go in the playoffs. And I do think that they have the ability to make a championship-caliber run because keep in mind, this team beat – the Chiefs, the Bills, the Rams in like several consecutive weeks. And it's hilarious because one of their two losses this year is to the Jets in overtime. Like, I mean, it's it's honestly, that's just the way that the NFL goes on a week-to-week basis. But going back to what you were saying about the division too, they have the division on lock. They should practically win every divisional game um, in the AFC South. But in regards to what you guys have to say about the Bills, there's no doubt in my mind that the Bills are going to be title contenders down the stretch. But when it comes into playoff seeding, I have to disagree with both of you over there because keep in mind, this team is 6-3 and three compared to the 8-2 and two Titans, which is basically two games behind given the fact they have two more wins. But you need to keep in mind, too, that one of the teams the Titans beat was the Bills. So they have the tiebreaker on top of that, too. And I genuinely don't see the Titans slipping anymore that they have already beat the teams that they need to beat. And now, like, you know, they kind of paid their dues and they they won those games. So now it kind of looks like a clear-cut number one seed in the AFC unless something crazy happens. But that's, that's how I'm looking at it. But ultimately, now to transition into teams that we thought would be title contenders but clearly are in massive trouble right now, I have two huge NFC teams to highlight for you guys, and I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, obviously, we know that the Buccaneers are now 6-3. and I never expected Brady to lose off a bye week. You can count on one hand how many times it's happened in his career. And it's crazy because one of the times that he lost on a bye in his career was to Ron Rivera when they were with the Panthers. And now it's again to Ron Rivera on the Washington football team. So... Tampa Bay, they got a lot of figuring out to do because, again, it just seems like a whole lot of talent and nothing there. And it's the same story with the Rams as well. You know, they got all this talent. They got Odell Beckham Jr. You have Von Miller, all this stuff. And honestly, to me, when Odell Beckham Jr. was signed, I wasn't like, oh, my God, like the Rams are going to be this huge, massive threat. It's like you're already adding to an already stacked offense. Whereas Von Miller was like, wow, you have Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, like how are teams going to stop this pass rush? When seeing what the Niners did last night, like 
I don't want to hear anything about nothing like, oh, that was a fluke game for the Rams. Like, no, the Niners were really just that good. And I'm hearing that execs around the league are apparently saying that they just have to out physically play the Rams. And that's how you beat this team. So that's, that's what I'm rolling with. No, I mean, starting off with the Bucks, honestly, like Taylor Heineke, when he faces this Bucks team, he looks like Peyton Manning, bro. Like we saw him in the playoffs last year. We saw it, uh, you know, last weekend as well. Like it's something just comes out of him when he plays his team. And I think that it's concerning for the Bucks, but I'm not all the way to the point where I'm like, this team is not a Super Bowl contender because I think they're definitely Super Bowl contenders, but I'm not as confident with my pick as them to repeat as championships, as champions, you know? So Tom Brady did throw two picks. He's missing Antonio Brown and, and uh, Gronkowski, two of his favorite targets. So I think that that, especially missing AB, like AB has really balled out this year. And I think once he comes back, his offense will kind of slowly return back into at least a better form. Their run game is kind of MIA. It's just very week to week for them because, you know, they, they have the split backfield of uh, Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard. But I feel like they never kind of get their footing. And that's why that, you know, 44-year-old Brady has to throw the ball like, 30, 35 times every game, regardless of how good he is. I think you need some run game um, to support that. Uh, but to the Rams, like, yo, I mean, we'll get some, we'll get to our Niners later, but like there was just something different about how the Rams played last night. I think that back-to-back bad performances from this offense from Matthew Stafford is very concerning. And the defense just doesn't look that dominant. I don't know like whether it was just because they played the Niners and the Niners have had their number for so many years now, but it's concerning. Like you, you get two big pieces within like what, 10, 12 days, Von Miller and OBJ. And you come up with two dud games, you know, like it wasn't just like they played well and they lost, they played very badly and they were embarrassed in both of the games, you know, against the Titans. And then obviously yesterday against the Niners. So the Rams have to look in the mirror a little bit more. I'm a little bit more concerned with them than the Bucks, but I'm still not at that point where either of these teams are, you know, falling off a cliff, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I think definitely with, with – I think the Rams, were, they definitely – yesterday was it should be at least a huge wake-up call for them because, I mean, you know, if you look at all of the signs, I mean, they should not have lost that game. Like, it was – like, the Niners are coming off, like, an embarrassing loss to basically the Cardinals' practice squad team. The Rams had an embarrassing performance, but within that week, you're getting Vaughn Miller adding – like, getting added to your – already, you know, arguably the best defense in the league. And you're getting a weapon in OBJ, who even if he doesn't know the playbook, is still just his presence on the field is already a huge threat to a team like the Niners who don't have the best secondary. I mean, all the signs pointed towards this game going in LA's direction. And even if, the, the, like, even if it wasn't a blowout win, they should have won that game at the end of it. But what I think is more concerning to at least Sean McVay, is just how Matthew Stafford is playing right now. Because the whole reason why people were counting out the Rams for so long was because of their quarterback play. I mean, everyone knows their defense is there. You know, they have all the weapons on offense. Like, everyone knows that. But it was always a question mark when it came to the QB position. And during the offseason, when Sean McVay basically, like, dumped Jared Goff and got uh, Matthew Stafford, that was basically his move of saying, this is my guy. This is the guy who's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. And I think that, like like Rohan said, I don't think, like, it's impossible for the Rams to still be title contenders. I still think they are a very complete team. And if Matthew Stafford does play at that level, 
I think that there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to win the Super Bowl at the end of it all. But what concerns me is that over the last two weeks, uh, teams have essentially made Matthew Stafford look like an incredibly mediocre quarterback. I mean, they are literally like his numbers over the last two weeks have been very, very disturbing. And especially in a Sean McVay offense that relies so heavy on like passing, like deep passes, big plays. Um, if you're not just getting that, then, I mean, it's going to be impossible for the Rams to win games. And I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's only getting more tough from here on out. And especially in such a stacked like NFC, like playoff picture. I mean, it's going to go, it's, it's going to get really tight for them at the end of it. So I think this bye week is really, really, really big for the Rams because without that, I mean, I think they can see, I can totally see the Rams kind of hitting a slide because they still have a lot of, they still have to play NFC West opponents still have the, the Packers on the road. And I mean, if you're at the end of it, if you're still looking for a division title or like, you know, trying to fight for the division, like those are games that you're going to need to win. And the way that the Rams have been playing right now, I don't think that the play of Matthew Stafford is enough. I don't think that the defense will be able to stop uh, an offense like the Packers. So I think the Rams are, are sort of in serious trouble. Um, in terms of the Bucs, uh, the Bucs should be fine. I mean, I think injuries and are pretty much just highlighting why the Bucs are losing right now. I think their secondary is missing a few of their key pieces. Like I think Rohan mentioned, I think Gronk is out, AB is out. So I think the Bucs will be okay. I still think that they can still win their division. And I still think that they'll be able to host a playoff game. But I think that maybe the first seed is starting to look a little bit doubtful for the Bucs. But then again, you can't rule them out for sure. But I think they're, they're, they'll be okay for sure. No, most certainly. And I think, like, you know, going off what you were saying about the Rams, how they're going to be going to Green Bay soon. Like, I mean, I'm a firm believer in like, you know, home field advantage truly does exist for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Like that is actually a thing in Titletown because when the temperatures drop, I don't want anyone throwing the ball in Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers and commanding that offense. So that's why like, like, yeah, last year did not go as planned for the Packers in the NFC championship game against, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but for all that I care, you know, as a Packer fan, of course, I'd want the road to go through green Bay. And the fact that week 12 is coming around the corner for the Rams coming off this bye, to me, I'm looking at it the way this team's playing. Sure. It's, it's looking very ugly. I do expect them to bring their a game, but at the same time, it's like, you're going into its atmosphere that, you know, you guys are in your nice warm LA stadium and SoFi stadium. It's all, you know, it's an indoor stadium as well. Like you got a lot of Cali boys on a team side vibe. So it's it's going to be an uphill battle and that's a pivotal NFC matchup. But going off of what Solomon was saying about how Matthew Stafford is just basically looking at Jared Goff, if not worse, in the last two games, which is basically the month of November for the Rams. He has two touchdowns and four interceptions with a 68.6 passer rating. Like that is just absolutely ugly. So yeah, I mean, there is only one way to go, and that's up for Matthew Stafford unless he proves me wrong and goes down south even more. But he is used to playing in Green Bay, which is good. He was a longtime Detroit Lion, but he has been on the receiving end of a lot of losses, I will say that, in, in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers. But moving on to teams that are now on the rise, I got to include your guys' San Francisco 49ers. I mean, you know, like I've, I've come around the corner. I'm sorry, but it did take me like one statement win. You know, what I saw last night was a team that looked like a Super Bowl contender. You know, like putting records aside last night, you have to acknowledge the Rams are a talented team. The Niners just basically outplayed the crap out of them, you know. 
based on that also, um, another team that I want to keep an eye on is, you know, the team that you guys did lose to in the Super Bowl two seasons ago, the Kansas City Chiefs. They look great as well. Big division win for them in prime time, similarly to the 49ers. And of course, New England Patriots, who we will touch up on towards the end. But let's talk 49er football over here. What do you guys think? You guys think you got a, you got a chance at the playoffs? Yo, bro, that was a huge win. Huge win. Bro. I could not be more happier. Like, you know, to, this was a good day just based off the Niners. Just kicking the Rams' ass once again. I think that, you know, we really needed this. I'm not fully sold that, you know, we're back, back. But, you know, like, there's a chance. There's definitely a chance because we're only a half game out of the seventh seed now. And the NFC, honestly, is just a complete mess. You know, with the Vikings, the Seahawks, you know, like, the Falcons even. Like, I think that those are all winnable games for the Niners if they can kind of get their shit together. But, you know, last night was a very encouraging sign. Obviously, you know, Elijah Mitchell had another great game. You know, we did hear that he's going to – he broke his finger, so he's going to have surgery. That's a little concerning. Like, we don't know how long he's going to be out. But, you know, Debo Samuel, bro, like, we got to start talking about this dude as, like, a top five receiver in the league right now. You know, I don't know if he – is as talented as other guys, like such as like DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams, but the stats he's putting up right now is just absolutely insane. Um, you know, George Kittle looked pretty good. Honestly, he's like becoming more of a red zone threat, which is what I've wanted to see the last season and a half. It just hasn't looked the same, but I think, you know, you got to give credit to Jimmy Ward last night. He had two picks, both in the first quarter. One of them returned for pick six and he's coming off an injury you know, that secondary is looking pretty weak, but to have those two picks is such a big confidence boost for like a depleted secondary already, which has honestly been pretty terrible throughout the year. So, you know, I'm so glad with the way we played Honestly, We, we just dominated them in every fashion. Like the game was over by the start of the fourth quarter and that gutsy call by Kyle Shanahan to go for it on fourth and five, when you're already up by three touchdowns is a great move. Shout out to Kyle Shanahan. He was really in his bag last night. Like he had people questioning him questioning him all across the league, you know, like whether he's lost his touch, you know, is he on the hot seat, all this stuff. And like, he comes out with a finally full game plan, which we haven't seen in so long. Like what took him so long to come up with a game like this, but it finally happened. I'm here for it. So, you know, let's see if we can keep it rolling. We have an easy game against the Jaguars next weekend. I think that's a must win. If you want, obviously, if you want to keep in the playoff picture, but. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy game. <laughs> easy game. Come on, dude. The Jaguars beat the Bills, guys. Let's keep that in mind, all right? They did. And I they mean, made Carson Wentz. They made Carson Wentz wish that Nick Foles was a backup for him, all right? Like, come on. No, that's what uh, we're saying. Like, you, know, I'm, you know I'm being satirical. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I mean, no. like, I, I think you guys should win, but still. <laughs> no, but fair enough, though. Like, the NFL, like you said, is such a week-to-week league that you never know really like, who's, who's going to win. So you can't really go is, in. Yeah. Like, I'm worried that they might go into that matchup on Sunday being like, all right, we got this. You know, it's like the Jaguars, rookie quarterback. Like, but no, you can't do that because any every game is just – Anyone, any given Sunday, you know, like they say, any given yeah. Sunday, anyone can win. So no, I mean, before Stalin does jump in, I do want to note the game is is in Jacksonville, and the 49ers are far better on the road this year. They're three and one on the road, and they're one and four at home. Keep in mind, last night was their first home win of the year, and I believe second home win in the last two seasons, which is pretty crazy. But first kick it off, Stalin. In, first home win in three not three hundred ninety three days, but it was crazy. Jesus, man. Yeah, you know, honestly, with the Niners, you you can't you can't say anything's a given because you know every every single every single week is honestly such a toss up. But that being said, I think that was a huge huge statement win for this Niners team. I mean, you know, you're, like that game was like such a crossroads for the Niners. I mean, you know, you're coming off a game where you lose to 
a Kyler Murray-less, like Cardinals, no DeAndre Hopkins, no A.J. Green. They're essentially missing their entire team, and you get blown out at home. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of people were essentially counting them out at that point. And I think, you know, you really do have to give credit to a lot of guys on that team, especially like, like I think Rohan mentioned Kyle Shanahan. But also, I really want to give credit to D'Amico Ryans, because D'Amico Ryans is a guy who really had big shoes to fill. I mean, Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator before he became the head coach of the Jets now. And I mean, the Niners had, you know, a top five defense for a lot of that time where he was the defense coordinator. I mean, you, you take the Super Bowl run. The Niners defense was incredibly dominant that year. 2020, even though they were missing a lot of guys, the defense was still pretty solid. So coming into this year, you know, there were a lot of questions whether D'Amico Ryans could deliver, whether he could, you know, keep up that same energy for the Niners defense. And I mean, for a lot of the beginning of the season, it didn't look like that. I mean, the Niners defense was pretty, pretty bad, you know, for the for a couple of uh, past couple of weeks. I mean, you know, we're giving up big plays, the run defense, which is something that, you know, we've we've always, you know, had that wasn't really there. You know, pass rush wasn't looking too solid. But, you know, to come out and basically, you know, shut down a Rams offense like that, you know, you have to give him credit, too. I mean, I think, you know, for him, that's a really big confidence boost. Um, you know, I think the defensive line looked great, you know, putting pressure on Matthew Stafford all night and, you know, obviously uh, give credit to Jimmy Ward. The secondary really, really, you know, came up solid. Emmanuel Mosley had a great game. K1 Williams was looking good. But, you know, I think we gave credit to one Jimmy. You have to give it to the other one, too. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is another guy who really, really has been scrutinized heavy by the media, by a lot of people. But I think, you know, the last couple of weeks, if you look at it, Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing great football. I mean, you know, he hasn't been turning the ball over that much. You know, he's been throwing touchdowns. He's, you know, running the offense the way Kyle Shanahan needs him to. And I mean, if you look at, you know, Debo Samuel, you know, he had a great game and, you know, he was getting some amazing throws too. I mean, the the fourth the fourth and uh, fourth down, you know, touchdown pass, that was a great throw by Jimmy. You know, if he doesn't make those type of plays, that could potentially be, you know, a momentum shifter. You know, there were a few times where the Rams brought blitz. Um, I think Garoppolo did a great job picking that up, staying in the pocket, waiting for play to develop, and then getting, you know, some completions to Ayuk and Samuel. So I, I just really liked, you know, how much of a complete game that was for the Niners because so there's like so many games where there's one side of the ball that shows up to play and the other doesn't. And so it was really, really good to see that both sides could play so well against you know, one of the best teams in the league. And so I definitely think that looking looking to ahead uh, in the Niners schedule, I think the seventh seed is definitely doable for us. Um, I think the good news is about their schedule is that they have a lot of direct games. They're playing, you know, the Vikings at home. They're playing the Falcons. They still have to play Seattle one more time. You know, if, if those, those are some games that if the Niners can win, I think, you know, that's knocking out some of your directly, you know, opponents that are fighting for that same wildcard spot as you. So I think, you know, if that's, that win was, you know, truly a statement win, I think that the Niners should be able to, you know, at least get the seventh seed. And I mean, you know, I, I, I still wouldn't go as far as calling them Super Bowl contenders. I don't think they're that good. But, you know, the Niners are a team like, you know, we saw yesterday that, you know, could go in on the, ro on the road and upset a team, you know, maybe like D Dallas, maybe, you know, a team like the Rams at home again, who knows, you know, something like that or Cardinals on the road. So I definitely don't think you can count them out. But overall, it was just a great win for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, going off of what you guys are saying about Jimmy Garoppolo, like I get it. It was a good game, but I'm going to stay. I'm not going to switch up sides over here. I've 
since he's been on the Niners, I've not been a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. Do I believe that he can game manage? Yes. Do I believe that he's good enough to win football games? Yes. Last night, it was a more better game, or not, sorry, not more better game, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it was a better game that he has had in the past in his entire 49er career. You know, he looked good last night. I will say that. But based on what Salvin was saying over here about how he's looked good in the last couple of games, like, let's keep in mind, he has not played in two of those in the last five games. And the Bears game, he had, I believe, more rushing scores than he had zero passing touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns, I believe. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. And the Colts matchup, he had one touchdown, two interceptions. And yeah, again, he didn't play last week against the 49ers. So yeah, I mean, he did look good last night. I'm not going to discredit him for that. But if he can stay healthy, if he can stay on the field, if he can put up just half of what he did yesterday, you guys can at least win like half of the remaining schedule. And quite frankly, I I don't know, like the schedule looks a little bit tough to me in terms of you only have two games within the NFC West. You know what I'm saying? Like, because each division matchup matters so much. And the fact that you guys have been season swept by the Cardinals and then, but you did, you probably are going to season sweep the Rams. And what's pretty intriguing to me is that your final game of the season in week 18 is against the Rams. And like what Salvin was saying about how this team could come in there and play, you know, the upset of the playoffs. We've had matchups in past seasons of the NFL, like, you know, all time where we've seen the last regular season game gets, gets that team back in the playoffs. And who knows, we could see a wild card matchup in back-to-back weeks with the 49ers and Rams. So we can see a third time and third, third time go around with these two teams. And that could be huge because Jimmy Garoppolo joins, I believe it was Dan Marino, who's the only quarterbacks to be four and zero against the Rams. So that's, that's huge. I mean, all he does is beat, beat the, beat the Rams, but you know, transition now to the chiefs, of course, they look great. And I don't believe that they have any of their remaining opponents are, I don't think any of their, remaining opponents are winning right now like as a winning central other than the cowboys next week like this coming sunday which is i think the matchup of the week possibly the season based on how good these two teams look and yeah i'm i'm not gonna be on this hype of like oh the chiefs are back back but they did look really really darn good against the raiders because they needed that statement type win um and you know the cowboys if they if they really want to prove to people that they're back it's it's this week at home against Dallas. No, I mean the Cowboys have looked phenomenal, honestly. I think that they've just been pretty dominant all around. But the Chiefs are finally looking like the Chiefs that we've seen for the last couple, like two, three years, ever since Patrick Mahomes has really come into this league. And you know, he had 35 for 50, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Like you can't ask anything more for a quarterback who has honestly struggled this season. Like, you know, there's I think you know, there's a time where Patrick Mahomes led the league and interceptions i'm pretty sure he's still in the top five just because of how atrociously he started the season but you know against the raiders team who has honestly dealt with a lot of adversity the last couple weeks like as we know and they just haven't looked as dominant as before like i think that this is a common theme with the raiders like they get off to really hot starts to start the season and they honestly fall off you know midway through the season we're seeing that right now like in live time um but you know mahomes looked great travis kelsey finally looked like a tight end one like I think the last three weeks, Travis Kelsey just hasn't looked good, honestly. And uh, yeah, he had 120 yards. You know, Daryl Williams had nine targets and he had 100 yards receiving. Tyreek obviously had two touchdowns in the uh, red zone and 
83 yards. So, you know, the Chiefs offense is looking great. I think the question that we all know is like, is there, can their defense hold up? And, you know, they held up against a pretty good Raiders offense. So like, that's a good test for them. And, you know, shout out the Chiefs defense for finally getting it together. But, you know, this matchup with the Cowboys is going to be very crucial because we know how potent that offense can be. You know, they're getting Michael Gallup back, obviously, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Zeke, like that Dallas offense with led by Dak Prescott is just rolling. And if the Chiefs can somehow stop Dallas and like limit them, I'm saying like even if they win in a shootout, I'll be impressed. But to win and hold the Dallas even, so I say like under like 20 points would be huge because then I would be like, yo, this team's like actually back because their defense can prove that they can hold against one of the best offenses in the league. And we know how good Patrick Mahomes is. So I think if the defense can just hold the ship down, like the Chiefs offense will end up doing its thing. And they might be scary. And, you know, we, we got to look out for this team because we everyone was writing them off like six weeks into the season, including me at some point. Yeah, honestly, um, I think I might have been one of the few people that really didn't like wasn't too worried about the Chiefs because I really had a feeling that they were going to figure it out. Um, I think honestly, the, the, the Chiefs like now kind of remind me of like some a team sort of like maybe the Patriots or like the Steelers, just a team that's always going to like be, be around. Like, I don't think that you can ever like count them out as like a playoff contending team. That being said, I do think that there were a lot of questions around whether their offense could stay as explosive as it was, you know, in the past couple of seasons, which is, I think, um, sort of what was really important for them because I don't think anyone ever really expects the Chiefs defense to be, you know, dominating or, you know, be like a, a big threat to, to their opponent that week. But I do think that if you do have, you know, a team like the Chiefs whose offense starts to falter, then that starts to become uh, a big problem for them. But for them to find like, you know, their to find, you know, their their offense again, you know, I think they've started looking really good again. Um, obviously, you know, when you have weapons like, you know, Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, like those guys are, you know, they're not going to stay down. They're going to eventually, you know, find their groove again. And I think that's exactly what happened against the Raiders this past Sunday night. Um, but that being said, you know, I do think that, you know, we have to give credit to Dallas. I think, you know, we don't talk about Dallas being, you know, a Super Bowl contending team, but, you know, a statement win against the Chiefs, like, you know, this coming Sunday would really, you know, put the Cowboys on the map for a lot of people. And so, you know, while Kansas City might have found their offense, um, you know, I don't like at this point, you know, I'm not sure whether, you know, they're better than a team like the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys offense, you know, is, is just, all, you know, borderline unstoppable. I mean, you saw what they did to the Falcons this past Sunday. I mean, the Falcons are nowhere, you know, near as nearly as good as a lot of these other teams, but they still did drop 40 on them. And I mean, you know, even the Dallas defense, like, you know, a team, again, like the Packers in the past have had some huge question marks surrounding their defense, but I think, this season, the Dallas defense really stepped up big time. I mean, you have, you know, Diggs playing out of his mind at cornerback position. They finally have some sort of pass rush. You know, their middle linebacker core looks pretty good. Um, you know, and I think, like, these are some, like, positions where the Cowboys really needed to get, you know, some production from because I think everyone expected them to be really solid on the offensive side of the ball. But, you know, now that they have, like, this defensive presence, I mean, you know, it's – it's a it's a pretty good look for them because you know if you have an offense that can drop 30 on almost anybody and you have a defense that can hold you know like high high powered offense to maybe like you know 20 to 28 a game i mean that puts you that puts the the cowboys on you know on the on the good the winning side of most football games so i think um i think this this game i agree with Sean, could really really be 
you know, one of the best games of the season just because of how both teams are coming in off of, you know, really big wins. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. No, certainly. And I think that it's safe to say that this matchup, I think, is bigger for the Cowboys than the Chiefs. And the reason that I believe that is because the Chiefs' remaining opponents are all against AFC teams, and they have three straight within the division coming up after the Cowboys. They got the Broncos at home, the Raiders at home, then the Chargers on the road. And then they have the Broncos in the final week of the season. And in between, they got two AFC, back-to-back AFC North matchups against the Steelers and the Bengals. So they can afford to lose this game, and they can still make the playoffs as potentially – I honestly don't know how it's going to stack up, but definitely I want to say that they could end up as a top four or five seed, which which could be huge for this team, regardless of what happens this week. But ultimately, I'm really torn on this pick, but a part of me is saying, like, I want to pick the Chiefs. Like, I want to pick the Chiefs because they just looked so damn good. And I think that they're going to, like this, if they do beat the Cowboys, I think that's the huge wake-up call. Kansas City is back and I don't think it's a bad thing either for Dallas because keep in mind this is this is an NFC team against an AFC team it's not obviously any loss hurts but it's not going to hurt you as much when it comes down to tie-breaking schedules all this type of stuff because you got six more games left in the back end of this season but a team that could really be a dark horse I think in the playoffs and really play upset to everyone is the New England Patriots. And that's so crazy to think of it because this team has always been the number one seed with Tom Brady, this and that. And all of a sudden, now you got this young guy in Mac Jones and they're heading to the, the Atlanta this week to take on the Falcons. And we know how that went, you know, Super Bowl 51, of course, um, got to bring that up. But this is huge for the team. They have won four straight. They're six and four and they are four and oh on the road. And guess what? This week's a road game once again, and the Falcons have not looked great. Patriots defense looks amazing, and Mac Jones literally looks very comfy in the pocket. And dare I say it, based on everything that was being said in the pre-draft process and everything, Mac Jones arguably looks like the best rookie quarterback in this class right now. Yeah, I mean, he was the most pro-ready quarterback coming uh, into the draft. And I, I think that people, you know, he he had the highest floor, lowest ceiling. That's kind of like how people would describe him. But, you know, got to give credit where credit's due. Mac Jones has been balling, bro. It's, it's scary hours in, in New England right now. Like, Bill Belichick is w- waking up and returning back in form. Like, this dude, his defense is looking incredible. You know, I think it's just – it's honestly an understatement to say, like, how good the defense has been playing in addition to, you know, Mac Jones leading this offense. I've been honestly very impressed with the Patriots. Um, obviously, you know, like – Mac Jones, three touchdowns, almost 200 yards. You know, you can't ask for much more in an environment where uh, against the Cleveland Browns, who it was a pivotal game for them, and they came out flat. You know, honestly, like, there's questions right now about Baker Mayfield and how good of a quarterback he is. You know, he threw the ball 20 times, only had 70 yards, had an interception. Like, it was an atrocious game for Baker Mayfield. And, you know, people are saying, like, without that two-headed monster, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at running back, is Baker Mayfield painfully average? And the, the answer might be yes. But the Patriots really just dismantled this Brown team to a very dominant win where I'm like, oh, my God, we actually got to look out for this team because, you know, believe it or not, but they might be in, you know, in talks maybe if the Bills start slipping. Like, I don't think this would happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow, like, 
uh, would win their uh, AFC East division. You know, that's a very possible thing, but I think they'll end up being one of the top wildcard spots and it'll be a tough matchup for anyone in the playoffs if they can keep this up, which I don't see why they can't. Just, just based on how well coached this team is, how good the defense has been. Like they have, they had so many offseason pickups and Mac Jones is kind of playing like that pro style quarterback that everyone knew he was, but it's coming into form way quicker than people thought it would be. You know, you don't see this as a rookie and he's having one of the best rookie seasons that a quarterback can have. So shout out to Mac Jones. I, I think that they keep this rolling on Thursday against the Falcons. Yeah, honestly, the the Patriots have been so fun to watch. I mean, if you just look at, like, you know, where they were two years ago, you know, people were questioning whether, you know, it, like, was Brady done, was Belichick done? I mean, you know, that whole thing happened. But, I mean, if you look at it, like, this Patriots team has so many, you know, like, similarities, but also differences to some of the past Patriots teams. I mean, I think one thing that stands out to me is just that, this like arguably might be the best defense that Bill Belichick has had to work with in maybe, you know, a decade or so. I mean, just the, just the way they're dominating. I mean, you know, you have, uh, you have like, you know, a solid pass rush, Matthew Judon and that the rest of those guys who have, you know, JC Jackson in the secondary, who's playing out of his mind right now. Um, You know, just having that ability to, you know, give Mac Jones a, you know, probably a top 10 defense is, you know, such a such a huge tool for a rookie quarterback and I mean I think you know drawing into some of the similarities I mean a lot of the place uh play calling that you know they're giving Mac Jones is a lot of similar things that Brady had you know a lot of check downs lots of you know tight end passes to the tight end you know I think Kendrick Bourne is a guy who you know is a huge weapon for that New England offense I mean you know we saw what he was able to do and you know Kyle Shanahan's offense you know being a slot guy, somebody who could go deep, like, you know, his, his versatility is really showing in that Patriots offense too. Um, and in terms of like the division, I think, um, I don't think that they're good enough to win the division just because they still have Buffalo. But that being said, um, you know, this, the Patriots are definitely a team that Buffalo could, you know, drop one too. I mean, you know, uh, or like a road game, like a game in like in Foxborough, you know, I, I don't think that that game by any means is, you know, an easy win or even like frankly you can call the bills a favorite that's a very 50 50 game in my mind and you know i do think that you know a team like the patriots is just, they're just so well built that there are not a lot of weaknesses on that team and i mean you know when you have that much of like a solid team like it's going to be really difficult for opponents to beat them and i mean you know i see them if you know they can reach 10 10 wins on the season i don't see why they can't be that you know sixth spot maybe you know even the fifth and just, you know, and like, I guess, like the Niners, I definitely could see, you know, the Patriots going in as a wildcard team and upsetting one of those, you know, third, maybe third seed, second seed teams, because this team is honestly, you know, a couple of years away from being a really legitimate team, like Super Bowl contending team. And yeah, I have to agree with Sean, too, that Mac Jones is playing out of his mind. He by far is the best rookie quarterback so far. And so, it, yeah, it's just it's so fun to watch. And I think, you know, it's just, it's nice seeing that Bill Belichick is proving everyone wrong. Um, just because, you know, when, when you're, when you win for that long, you know, it's disrespectful to just come back and say, Oh, like 20 years was a fluke because you had one player. So, and no, it's just, it's really great seeing the Patriots back and I'm looking forward to the way the rest of it plays out for sure. Yeah, most certainly. And after this week against the Falcons, um, they got the Titans coming home and, I'm just saying, I mean, like Tennessee looks great, but dare I say it, it looks like a trap game. It looks like a trap game because 
I'm just saying based, based on what I saw with the Titans and the Saints, like it's the Titans should be winning these games, but New England, when, when Bill Blatcher got a little extra time to prep after this long week, because Thursday game, they got a long week ahead. I don't, I don't, I really don't know what's going to happen over there. And they also got two matchups with the bills after that in the span of three weeks. So keep in mind, they've not played the bills yet and they're only a game behind them. So it's kind of, it's pretty scary and it's pretty insane that the Patriots actually have a chance to win the AFC East. And I mean, for all you sports betters out there, I mean, I'm not saying to bet on the Patriots, but I'm just saying if you want to bet on a team that's definitely an underdog that you could cash on on, it could be the Patriots for the division, which could be huge. But, you know, I mean, other than that, for the most part, I'd say that, you know, we've done a pretty solid job summing it up in terms of the power rankings as the season is progressing, you know, down the stretch. Um, obviously the hottest team in the league right now still going to be the Tennessee Titans with the six game win streak. But again, the Patriots, they do win this week. That'll be their fifth straight, um, on Thursday night. And of course, five and zero on the road. So a lot of, a lot of key stats to keep an eye on down the stretch. Do you guys have any like closing thoughts or maybe a dark horse team that you want to find it, point out before we conclude? Uh, yeah, I, I think, wanna... uh, oh, oh, no, no, go, go, sure. go, go, go ahead, All right, for sure. I think, um, you know, again, this might be a little bit biased, but I don't think you can count out the Minnesota Vikings yet. I think, um, you know, big win for them, you know, going on the road into LA. I mean, the chargers are always a, a tough team to beat with that offense. But um, there's a few things with that team that, you know, just really like just sell like say upset all over them. And I mean, you know, like the Packers, you know, that could be a trap game for them because the Packers go into Minnesota this week. Um, you know, and, and I mean, you know, the Packers have looked really solid too, but you know, obviously divisional opponent, you know, NFC North is just unpredictable every, every week. Um, you know, and I think just that Vikings offense is just, you know, like Kirk Cousins, I think is incredibly underrated. I mean, that could be a conversation for later, but, um, you know, I think, you know, Justin Jefferson is, you know, balling, you know, Dalvin Cook with that offense, you know, the offensive line has been playing really well, you know, giving Kirk time to throw the ball. And I mean, Mike Zimmer, you know, defensive minded head coach, you know, he made Justin Herbert look pretty, pretty average, you know, this, this past weekend with that Vikings defense. So, you know, I do think that, you know, we're talking when we're talking that six, seven seed, I think you can't cut out the, the Vikings in that conversation for sure. Yeah, definitely. The Vikings are a tough matchup. I think, especially like as an Anders fan, I'm like circling that game as like a huge one, you know, depending on you know, how the seeding plays out. But I just really want to mention the Ravens real quick. I feel like, you know, we kind of forgot about them after that very disappointing loss. Um, you know, Thursday night primetime, you know, just these Thursday night games have just been so very weird. And I think that the Ravens are in a good spot to bounce back against the Bears. They are on the road, but I do think that like we need to start talking about them as you know a dark horse Super Bowl contender because I think that they have every tool in the book to come back from you know a very bad loss loss against the Dolphins. And you know we, they've been showing us all season that they're very capable of dominating any team that they play. And Lamar Jackson could be a dark horse MVP. You know he didn't look like that last weekend, but. You know, I'm giving credit where credit's due. And I think that this Ravens team, they've bounced back from so many injuries, especially in the preseason that they had, you know, with all of their running backs, um, you know, to uh, Marcus Peters. It's just been honestly a shit show from the very beginning for the Ravens. But John Harbaugh, is, John Harbaugh has been an incredible coach as he's been throughout his career and just kind of led this team to right the ship. And they've done that so far. So I don't know, just real quick, do you guys think that the Ravens could be you know, dark horse Super Bowl contenders down the stretch, despite that disappointing loss last week. 
I mean, yeah, absolutely. When we were talking, I believe it was in last week's podcast, like we were referring to the Ravens as the number one seed. Like that's how we were talking about this team. And, you know, all of a sudden I know that the narrative has, you know, it's shifted. I mean, even amongst us that, you know, it's, it is kind of surprising me that you did bring it up that we really did not talk about the Ravens today. And I don't think that it's because that we don't believe in them anymore. It's just like, it's just like, it's, it's unacceptable to lose these type of games. Like when you are that good of a team, and you're you're healthy, you're ready to roll. Like there was there was nothing that should have gone wrong in that matchup. All the signs point to the Ravens winning. Like that has to be one of the biggest upsets of the year. Like it's kind of like the Jaguars and Bills game, aren't honestly like probably not to that magnitude, but it's still like, come on, like you should not be losing those games. That it really does put a dent in your ranking and in your record and everything. Because that literally the Jaguars lost right now could put the Bills on the outside looking in in terms of getting definitely I think the one seed is literally out of reach simply because of that loss because keep in mind they don't have the tiebreaker over the Titans either um but you know going off what Solomon's saying about the Vikings like yeah they look really really good but the thing about me is that I need to see more consistency from Minnesota going down the stretch obviously what we saw out of Justin Jefferson last week has been like absolutely absurd and I believe that Cousins was five of six for 114 yards when targeting Jefferson for more than 10 yards downfield, which is just absurd, like more than 10 yards. And he was five of six for 114. So Justin Jefferson looks absolutely amazing. He finished with nine catches for 143 yards. And when you got a talent like that on offense, and we cannot forget about Adam Thielen guys, you know, I think that Slavon knows this better than anyone for me that what I hate about the Vikings is that they have such good receivers through the years. And, you know, I'm a huge Stefan. I like, I still am a huge Stephon Diggs fan, huge Adam Thielen fan. Now I just love Justin Jefferson, but I was never going to represent these guys in the Vikings. So like Stava knows that the moment Stephon dipped town and was on the bills, boom, I went and I got it like Stephon Diggs shirt and stuff. So like, please, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, if you guys are listening to this, just, just leave, like come to green Bay, maybe, you know, hopefully Aaron Rodgers will stay. You can toss a couple of footballs to you. It'll be good. But yeah, I mean, that does kind of look like trap game. I can't say that I'm not holding my breath on Sunday for that, but division matchup, we know how Rodgers does in the North, but Minnesota is a tough place to win because I believe Green Bay, since moving to U.S. Bank Stadium, they've only won one game, which was last year's season opener. So it is a tough place to win. It's going to be great, but um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's all that we got for you guys today. Stavlin, thank you once again for joining us. Yeah, Hope for sure. to have thank you, you on. for having me, guys. Yeah, for sure. No, More to come for 100%. Sure. 100%. We'll definitely, definitely be having you on somewhere later down the stretch we can definitely revisit these rankings because this is definitely one of our more in-depth power ranking podcasts that we've done this season but you know other than that stay tuned for more fanalist.pod new nfl episodes coming out every tuesday or wednesday and nba coming out on fridays with of course the nba crew with yash and rohan so that's gonna be fun